Kim Zhu. I'm Sky Nicholson. It's me, Anderson Silva. This is Jeff This is Showtime, Sean Porter. Hey, this is Eddie Hearn. G'day, this is Jason Maloney. Hey, I'm Nikita Zhu. This is Shotgun Tanda Connor. This is Liam Pyro. On the Punch Podcast. Yeah, let's get into it. Episode 35, the Punch Podcast with Jabin starts for you now. Before we get to today's guest, Michael Zarafa. We'll fire up that Zoom in just a sec, probably around the grounds from the weekend. There's some big fights globally and domestically, and the big one for us here in Australia, probably Justice Hoon. He's 7-0 with a very impressive win, and he's going to have to look to go to some international names from here. Other than Dempsey McKean, probably no one left in this country. Uh, I did enjoy seeing the highlights. I didn't watch it, but I did see the highlights of Mark Hunt, Sonny Bill Williams. That fight, look, we'd all given Sonny Bill a round or two to finish Mark Hunt. Not the case. Round four, big TKO from Mark Hunt. Still some power in those hands after 31 years, and he will tap out of combat sports completely from here. So he says, so uh, well done to a victory to him as well. What about Dimitri Bivol? Defended his WBA belt. I did see Eddie Hearn there with Devin Haney as a guest. So we did know. To fight Cambosis, he had to step off to zone and go over to top rank and ESPN just for a couple of fights. So Eddie Hearn looks to me like he's flown Devon and Bill Haney over to Abu Dhabi to wine and dine and put him ringside for the Bivol fight. And uh, who knows, we might see the next fight for Devon Haney back on to zone as well. This weekend, we're looking forward to Stevie Spark, Montana Love, Cleveland, Ohio. Geez, I hope Stevie Spark can get it done. It's a big moment for him if he does. It'll, as Eddie Hearn said, change his life forever. And I'm going to get Stevie on this podcast in a couple of days. It's fight week for him over in the States. So we'll get him on the show and see how he's going just a couple of days out from the fight. So this one should drop in Australia Thursday morning. I'm going to aim for that one for you as well. So look, it's all shaping up here in Australian boxing as well, because uh, there's another one that's been named. I don't know if you saw it. You should have. No Limit Boxing presents Paul Gallant and Hodges. For the final time, Paul Gallant will hit the square circle in Sydney, the ICC Theatre, November 23. We've got Polo Acuso on the undercard, but there is a co-main event with this guy right here, Michael Pretty Boy Zarafa. Welcome into the Punch Podcast. How are you, mate? I've seen there's a big announcement for you where there's a, there's a new fight night coming up in November and it's on a No Limit card. This is a name I did not think I'd see on one of those posters for a while. <laughs> yeah, you and me both, mate. It was um, a long time coming, but it's good It's good to be back. You know, the water's under the bridge now and, you know, there was a few misunderstandings and, you know, a lot of, a lot of, um, a lot of lies told, you know, back and forth from, uh, it wasn't even from the No Limit team, it was, you know, other people that, you know, I wasn't. I would never expect it from. But um, you know, we're here now and moving forward. We're on the No Limit card, and it's a, it's a great card to be on, and I'm excited. Yeah, Komain, this is great in Sydney, the ICC Theatre, the 23rd of November. Now, NoLimitBoxing.com.au for uh, your tickets as well as Ticket Tech as well, and and you will see yourself there under the bright lights in Sydney. It's good to see you back on TV. Is it a bit of a relief to be on Fox Sports again and just back in the circle of Australian boxing at that level? Yeah, man, it's the best thing. Like now, I can you know showcase all my class, you know, in you know the public eye, and I always knew it was going to happen. It was just you know a matter of when. You know, they couldn't keep me out forever because you know it's <clears throat> the sport's missing out. You know, I bring a lot of flamboyance. I bring a lot of arrogance. You know, and obviously I'm a good fighter. You know, I've done well in my career and. You know, it would be a shame not to, to, to broadcast that to the fight fans. And, um, yeah, like I said, we're back now and I'm, 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 I'm wrapped. And, you know, shout out to the No Limit and the crew for uh, giving me the opportunity. 
to uh, to showcase that on November 23rd. Yeah, you're not some like RSL journeyman hustler, like you're number one in the world in one of the organisations. I mean, yeah, come yeah, on, well, guys. I'm doing well. You know, I'm doing well. <laughs> yeah, I'd that... like a big knot, but yeah, we'll see how we go. Yeah, look, obviously, with all of that stuff, there's probably a time where, obviously, we had the Isaac Hardman fight, which which went pretty well for you, uh, around about 23 seconds, if I, <laughs> something like that. I think less. Yeah, right. Yeah. Was it a hard time to train through all of that, knowing, like, where's the next, part of everything coming from and then you are listening to all these different people and you're wondering where the hell the right information is because when you are at that level there's a lot of feeders yeah look it's tough um you know especially mentally like trying to have to deal with everything and and walk into a gym with all that going on and you know still putting in 110 percent. but again i just have to keep reminding myself like this this is your career you know like no one's going to do it for you no one's going to fight for you you know, you can sit there and sulk all you want, but then, you know, when it comes fight time, you're going to get undone. So I was just like, you know what, for an hour and a half, I have to switch off, you know, and do my session, you know, whether it be 30 minutes, an hour, two hours, whatever the session may be, just switch off, let's just do it. Then you can go back to complaining about it. But let's just switch off for this time being and let's just get the work done. Let's put it in the bank and, um, you know, come fight time, we can spend it. But um, look, it is it is very, very tough, you know, especially, you know, dealing with the people I was dealing with, um, you know, didn't think it would come from them, but, you know, you find out people's true colours, you know, eventually. Yeah, and you probably find out their colours more if there's, not that you, you, you beat uh, Isaac Carbon, but if there's a loss in a way, rather that be... Oh, 100%, <laughs> man. The loneliest, it's the loneliest uh, change room, you know, when I had that, that defeat against Horn in the rematch, you know, the, the locker room was changed, you know. My head trainer wasn't even there, you know, <laughs> which is pretty pathetic. But, you know, it is what it is. I just have to uh, move forward. Like I said, it's my career. I just keep reminding myself, it's, it's your career, Mick. You know, like no one's going to do it for you. No one's going to give you anything. You know, you got to you got to create it. you got to make it. you got to train for it. you got to fight for it. And um, now I've done that my whole life. You know, I've just literally fought for everything I've wanted. And uh, that's why I'm here where I am now today. You know, just that sacrifice, that discipline, dedication. Sometimes the motivation is never there. You know, but it's just discipline. You know, my alarm went off at 2.30 you know, yesterday morning. And I was like, Man, I just want to hit the snooze button. There's no motivation. It's cold. It's Melbourne. It's pissing down rain. But you know what? The discipline said, Mick, let's get up because, you know, when it gets to four or five o'clock, you're going to regret it, you know? So let's just do it, get in the bank. And I was in the gym two o'clock. I have always felt for you, uh, Melbourne fighters, uh, the Brisbane guys have probably got it the best. <laughs> yeah, nice and warm. Yeah, do a, do a Melbourne around August, June. <laughs> mate, it is. We never get a summer here, mate. We get probably two, three days, you know, that are really like peaking. But then, yeah, our summer's pretty, pretty, uh, pretty average. Probably Brisbane's winter yeah. is our summer. That probably <laughs> goes in the in the zone of uh, showing you your true colours as as a fighter, like just being able to maintain that all year round because uh, everyone else does get a little bit of a walk in the park weather-wise and you are the you're the ice. <laughs> I prefer the cold, to be honest. But, you know, I'm starting to get a bit, a bit over it now. Like every day is just miserable. You know, I don't mind that overcasting day. And then on a Sunday, you just, you know, do your run in the morning, whatever you're doing, training, just chill out on the couch and you know, have a bit of sweets or something. Just enjoy it. You know, it's a nice, you know, Netflix and chill day. But I'm getting a bit over it now. It's just literally cold especially getting close to the fight trying to cut weight and you know it's just it is miserable well you've got a uh, opponent an eight no opponent in the other corner to you coming uh, on the 23rd of november what do we know about uh daniel creati uh respectfully not much um you know i said that at the press conference and i, I always alliterate you know respectfully because i just haven't haven't crossed paths with him we've never been in the same area He's from Sydney, I'm Melbourne, and I haven't seen too much of his fights, and he hasn't really, not really that experienced, but, you know, take nothing away from him. This is a huge fight. I've seen it in his eyes. He's going to come to bring it, you know, but I just feel like I always say this, you know, there's levels in boxing, 
And uh, he hasn't quite hit that level yet. Well, he's still, you know, pretty far from that. But, you know, I'm sure he's going to rock up fight night and give it his absolute best. And, and he's hungry. And I've got a lot to lose, you know, and he's got a lot to gain. But um, I just feel like, you know, he's just not at that level just yet. And he's going to struggle with my power. And a lot of people, people, when they get in the ring with me, they, they realize pretty quick, man, this kid can punch, you know. So we'll see. We'll see what he brings. You're going to look for a PB on the knockout and try and beat Isaac Hardman's time and just... <laughs> I think I did that with Mundine. Yeah. Um, I think I beat with Mundine. I think I beat him in a minute forty or minute thirty in the first round. <laughs> <laughs> Even fighting a fight like that, obviously, boxing people would have been a right across Michael Zarafa, but this, the wider Australian public, that would have been something that sort of put you out there into the media a lot more. All of a sudden, there's Fox Sports are hitting you up. You've got newspapers calling you. How was that to run through a Mundine fight week those years ago? Ah, uh, look. I, for me, it was always on my my um my bucket list or my fight list. I always wanted to fight Anthony Mundine. Even at thirteen years old, I was calling him out on MySpace. You know, and <laughs> oh, God. he actually replied. He actually replied. Yeah, I, sure. Um, I didn't know. It was, I didn't know it was crazy. The fact that I was, you know, had the confidence that I could beat him, or the fact that he replied. I was. I didn't know what what to do. I was uh, beside myself. But yeah, he replied saying, "If you're looking to be beat, I'm the man to meet." And I left him on scene. And fifteen years later, I ended up knocking him out and retiring him. But um, you know, for me, he's a he's a great marketing tool. And, you know, I say to people, you know, I've been all around the world and I fought Peter Quillen, I fought Cal Brook, you know, I fought Aruth Magomedov and people just look at me like, and then I throw in, you know, Anthony Mundine and they're like, oh, no way, you beat Mundine, you know. So to me, it was a, it was a, it was about the marketing tool, you know, to, to, to grab him on my resume. Um, yeah, it's like having Mike Tyson on your resume, you know, even though he's 60 years old and he's past his best and, you know, having Mike Tyson is like, what, you beat Mike Tyson? <laughs> You know, the, the the greatest of all time, you know. So for Australia, he's our Mike Tyson in, in, in his young days. And I just wanted to put that on my resume. And I did that in, in style in a minute 30. He was also someone that hasn't exactly had the support from all of Australia. And he's probably faced a few online comments or whatever, very much like yourself. So uh, very, very, exactly. <laughs> I reckon the good thing about Australia, I think, is they'll throw that shade uneducated. But I think it's easy enough to turn them. You just like I reckon one good win and you're back. <laughs> yeah, well, look, Aussies, uh, Aussie, Aussie boxing fans, oh, they hurt my brain <laughs> because the, these guys that are writing, you know, Zarafi, you're this and you're that, and you're a flog and retire. It's the same people that ask me for a photo at the press conference. You know, these these people that that, that get on there and, and criticize and put in their two cents, they ask me for photos when I'm in front of them. You know, hey man, do you mind if I get a pic here to pick with my kid? And I'm like, yeah, mate, no worries. But I pull them up on it. You know, sometimes I I. I Sometimes that's when I remember the comment or I remember the photo or the face. I'm like, I appreciate the comment, mate. You know, and they go bright red, like, oh no, no, that was that was my mate. That was that was. <laughs> he had me first. You just, you know, they 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 um, you know, the the balls go between their legs. But I mean, look, it is what it is. Like I said, you 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 get a good win and you you you, you twist them around. Yeah, the flip side to that is too, regardless love or hate or whatever it might be, it still sells. Being in the middles when you've got an issue, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what. Do and I said whether you love or you hate me, you got to watch me. Like yesterday yeah. at the press conference, you know, even the numbers went through the roof. The majority of them probably were bagging me, but they 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 tuned in now. Yeah, you know, and that's what Undine did so great. And and you know, I've kind of taken that away from him a little bit. He's passed on that torch and said, "Man, keep rolling with it." You know, when we after our fight, we're in the back rooms. He said, "Mate, you remind me so much of myself in the younger days." You know, you've got the flamboyance. You look the part, you talk the part, you know, you fight the part. He said, keep rolling with it. He said, because in 20 years from now, no one's going to remember your career. You know, there's new up-and-comers, there's new people, there's, you know, the name will still be there, but you want a, a bank account, you know, and that's what sells. Yeah. You know, the, the the bums on seats, the eyes that turn onto the onto the fight night and you no know, win, lose or draw, it, it's, it's a job. 
you know, and people got to understand, you know, it's, it's the entertainment business. You know, it's, it's you got to sell the fight. And then post boxing, you've got the speaking to a circuit, <laughs> commentary uh, offers. You've got other things because your profile's there and it's built. So, so that's it. I'm starting now, you know, even on local shows, like you know, guys that are just at town halls and stuff like that. But they'll ring me, hey man, do you want to do the commentary? And mm. I'm like, yeah, straight I'll go down. And you know, I've been lucky enough to go to the Team Alice shows, and you know, I was going to do one. Um, I was meant to do the um, Mark Hunt and, and um, Sonny Bill yeah. fight, but unfortunately they got canned. But, you know, the opportunities are coming. So, you know, the, the more you build your name, the, you know, other opportunities come, you know, TV and, and commentary and radio and, you know, it just makes yourself a better, a, a bigger name and a better life. And a little stint on SAS as well. So, yes, Australian yeah. form. There you go. Yeah, I, um, I got a little bit of a gig on that and I'm, I'm spewing. I was actually the favourite to win that, but um, I actually dislocated my shoulder and, and tore my pec and mate, it was not not pleasant. Do you know my first thought when I saw that was I've seen previous episodes and I never actually saw the start of this one, of your your one, but they normally give people boxing gloves and go fight each other. Did they do that on yours? Because I remember thinking, well, they, fuck, imagine getting Zarafa. Yeah, yeah. Well, they actually <laughs> said, they said, unfortunately, we can't do it. Because they said, oh, we can't do the boxing because Zarafa's in here. And I said, mate, we're doing swimming challenges with Jeff Hugel in there. You know, yeah. like an Olympian diver, so we're doing swimming challenges, and mate, we're all at a disadvantage. And yeah, they had a good laugh, but um, yeah, they didn't want to do it because obviously they said Sarafa's in there, and Ebony Bridges was in there, and of course, yes. bit of a disadvantage. And I said, well, mate, it is what it is, but um, not my luck. I would have got Barry Hall or someone to pull me out. <laughs> mate, the lineup in that show when I got there, I thought, mate, I'm going to have a huge advantage. I'm a unit. You know, I saw previous shows; they're all small. I rock up the lineup. Some of the females were bigger than me. We had the rugby girls in there, and you know they were just absolute units. And I was like, you know, I'm going to struggle here, but um, unfortunately, yeah, my time got cut short, and yeah. hopefully, we can get back on there. Also, this week we saw in the news um, there's a potential. I don't know how far along the line. Hopefully, uh, you can give us some information on, on a potential fight with you and Triple G. What's doing yeah, there? Big things are looming. You know, obviously, I'm, I'm number one now in the WBA, and I've got Elvis Grant, my manager, who's putting in all the groundwork. Um, you know, in America with the promoters and. Um, with his team and stuff, and nothing's obviously been signed. There's been no contracts, no nothing. We're we're pushing forward for that fight, but um, you know, he's verbally said that he he's happy to come to Australia to fight, and uh, I'm the man that uh, is his number one. So you know, nothing's 100. percent It's boxing. Anything can change. Money talks, but um, you know, we're we're pushing real hard for that, and and there's um. There's strong and, and positive negotiations happening at the moment. And if that happens, that'll be for two belts? Uh, it'll be for the WBA. Just, just the one? one? Yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And um, it will, we'll hopefully beat him and, and take that off him. Yeah. And we can face Tim Zoo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be red hot, wouldn't it? Right. Is that like the, the life's work to just finally face him, Tim Zoo? Yeah, look. Like it, regardless, it's, who it's knows if you're going to be 50 coming. when you do it? Who knows? But like, hopefully it's sooner than later. It'll be the Jeff Fennec Azuma Nelson fight, I think. <laughs> it'll be the Mundine Green. It's the Zarafta Zoo show or the Zoo Zarafta show, however you want to look at it. But, yeah, look, it needs to happen. He thinks he's the best. I think I'm the best. Stylistically, we match up perfectly. You know, you've got patience versus aggression. You've got, you know, both boxers, both counterfighters. You know, one's, you know, more experienced than the other. And there's only one way to settle it, and that's fighting. I was thinking about this today, and I was like, there's an opportunity here. If all the cards fell correctly, is this how it would work? Let's say Tim Zoo beats Jamal Charlo in Jan, wins the Undisputed. Uh, super welder then you beat Triple G in March become world champ and then Tim gets a free crack at a two division champ well that's that's the plan that's, yeah. that's the uh, literally that's the plan we said if he wins his I win mine we unify yeah. you know and may the best man win and like I said if we both lose there's a bounce back fight for each other as well so it's a, it's a very strong fight it's it's the, what the public want and I reckon the pay-per-views will go through the roof he just needs to learn how to speak a little bit better he's very quiet you know Nikita's I think got the better 
the better trade of speaking in front of public. But um, yeah, look, let's let's see. We might see the return of Mickey Hatton. <laughs> oh, I saw his eyes turn in that press conference. Uh, yeah, but no, look, you know, credit to, credit to um, I, I, the, the media always turn things. You know how the media is, mate. Yeah. They only showed me. They made me the pure villain on that fight night, and yeah. and then and in that room, mate. I, as soon as I said Mickey Hatton, I, I said, mate, full credit to his dad. His dad's an absolute legend. You know, one of my favorite fighters. You know, and uh, they made me look real bad. <laughs> I'd almost imagine the promo for that fight. Imagine them bringing back all the old footage and all the drama. Dunk, 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 dunk. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it finally here, yeah, you know, when the, when, the, when the worlds collide. Yeah. <laughs> well, the theatre of it would be amazing. But look, it'd be even awesome to see Triple G roll out to Australia. If that fight got approved, where would you want it? Would you want it at a hometown fight in Melbourne? Would you take it to Sydney? Whoever's got the, I guess, someone's going to purchase it, essentially. So... Right. Yeah, it would go to a purse bid, and obviously the best promoter or the best, you know, card will, will take take the win. But for, I, ideally, I'd love it to be in Australia. You know, I've got my hometown support. I'm, you know, don't have to climatize and adjust, and you know. But for me, just the opportunity, you know, I'll travel wherever, mate, wherever it be. If it had to be in Kazakhstan, if it had to be wherever he's from, if it had to be Japan, America, England, wherever. You know, the opportunity is huge. This is why we're fighters. We fight. You know, and. Uh, I'd love it to be anywhere. You know, just the just the sign off uh, would be enough for me. Daniel Gale in your corner and just get a bit of a payback. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, yeah. He did really well in that fight. Yeah. Actually, he just got got clipped. You know, and he's at his end. And if anyone's going to beat him, you know, I, I it's now. You know, lucky it wasn't four years ago because it would be a very early night for Zarafa, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and I think if you, what was the last one with Canelo when he fought Canelo? Were you thinking that the belts might have vacated and then there was a world title fight with maybe Falcao or something like that? Who is that was the plan? That was the plan, yes. Yeah. So we're basically saying, well, he's lost now. There was talks about him retiring and, and whatnot and the belts were going to come up. And then obviously, yeah, me and Falcao were one and two and we'd be in line for the, for the, for the IBF world title. But, you know, he's still got one more fight in him, he reckons. And, um, yeah, he said whether it's myself or, you know, whoever he picks, um, I'm at the top of the list, though. So... I'm in a good spot, comfortable spot now. And like I said, I'm just um, batting for my manager now to uh, get it over the line. But again, it's boxing and anything can happen. Absolutely. And yeah, it might be an interesting one to get him to Australia for his last fight. That might be the hardest. He might want to do a big hometown finale, but that's all right. You and- yeah, well, he said he said that uh, he's, a, he's a fighter that wants to, to fight all around the world. A world champion travels, he said, and he goes, well, I've, I always wanted to fight in Japan, and I did. He says, and I've always wanted to fight in Australia. And uh, he mentioned that after the Canelo fight and obviously back and forth with our teams. You know, he's... He said in Australia, it's a, it's, a, it's a nice place. He'd love to fight there. We'd love to have him. I could imagine him on the top of the Harbour Bridge with his double thumbs up, his Kazakhstan thumbs, and away he goes. Correct, correct. <laughs> it even sounds good. You know, Zarafa V, Triple G, like it even just flows, you know. Jesus. You what are. a fight that will be. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> profile and style and all the stuff. I love it. It'd be great. Not at all, mate. I've planned it in my head, you know, yeah. manifesting it. This is what happens when you do a bit of road work. You just think when you're running. You just piece it all together. <laughs> Correct, man. I'm about to head off soon before it rains to do a bit of a run. I trained this morning. I'll get a nice couple of KMs in and just relax for the night, I reckon. Yeah, perfect. Your weight class, obviously, middleweight's got some big names in there. Jaime Munguia. You've got a, a Charlo in your weight classes. Is he someone, imagine, I'd love to see, imagine that. Zarafa versus Charlo, Zoo versus Charlo. Oh, I'd love this. And then the winners. It'd be huge, man. And then, the, yeah, the winners fight each other. Well, <laughs> Maybe not the brothers. But, you know, like, it'd be, it'd be awesome. You know, well, the winners would be me and Tim. And then, obviously, yeah, we fight each other and we unify. And it's, um, you know, some of the names in the divisions, in both divisions, mine and his, you know, they're, they're, they're huge. Um, even just getting the opportunity and just even when I look at the rankings and see my name there and, and, and read, you know, Fox and, you know, all the <clears throat> media 
newspapers and stuff, just seeing my name alongside all these other guys, it's like, man, you know, even the same sentence, Zarafa and Triple G and Zarafa Kel Brook and Zarafa Mungia and Zarafa, and, you know, like, yeah, it's pretty impressive. It's, uh, <laughs> you know, you got to pinch yourself sometimes. And I'm just a local boy from who, who started off training in a garage, you know, and then now first fight the skating rink. Yeah, literally. <laughs> I, I, um, I fought, you know, a guy that was debuting or had one fight maybe, I can't remember. And, yeah, just from there it all, all uphill. Yeah. Before we do run off, how are you seeing uh, Tim Zhu and Jamel Charlo in January? What are your thoughts on that uh, as we look to uh, being getting close? A lot of people ask me, and you know, they freak out when they when they ask me because obviously, despite our differences and whatnot, we obviously don't like each other to that uh, to that extent. We wouldn't call ourselves mates, but <laughs> I hope he does well. I hope he brings them back, you know, because it's good for Australian boxing. I'm not going to be one of those salty, you know. I hope he gets knocked down. I hope he gets, you know, I want him to do well. You know, hopefully he can he can bring him back. But you know, it's a, it's a tough tough ask, you know, and. Um, Charlo is a, is a killer, man. He's beaten. He's not beaten guys that you know Zeus fought or, or who I've fought. You know, he's he's knocking out legitimate killers. You know, and, and doing it in style. And, and I think Castano beats Zoo, and you know Charlo's disposing of him. You know, so look, it's it's a huge ask, but I'm I'm strangely in Zoo's corner. <laughs> There's I can see it. One day, one day you'll have a beer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe, then. maybe me and Hardman as well. Oh yeah. <laughs> Well, before any of that, you've got another opponent and you face him on November 23. No Limit <laughs> Boxing presents Gallon and presents Hodges and Zarafa. It's going to be good. Look the forward best, to the it. The best in the biz. Well, uh, look, we appreciate you swinging by the Punch podcast. Michael Zarafa, it's been a bloody good chat and uh, hope to see you back on here again sometime soon. I appreciate it, brother. Thank you for the time, mate, and keep up the good work, mate. You're doing an absolute wonderful job. If you are in Sydney, go get a ticket and go and watch this. You can get some good seats, and it's not that expensive, and you'll be able to see someone like Michael Zarafa up close. If he gets a Triple G fight, this is a stadium show. Like, it's massive. So, uh, look, this might be your opportunity to get him up nice and close while you can. You can do that at Ticketek or all the details, nolimitboxing.com.au. Follow him on Instagram, Michael underscore Zarafa. You'll see him there. And uh, thank you for listening to today's episode episode do me a huge favor swing by apple podcast leave a comment rate the show you can do it on spotify as well uh but the apple one does me a little bit better if you can sort that out <laughs> that'd be great uh i'll see you next time stevie spark on the way very soon we'll tap into fight week for him and see what's going down in cleveland ohio as he faces montana love this sunday <laughs>